Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I have been teaching on Beyond the Blessed Life by Dr. Robert Morris, the pastor of Gateway Church in Fort Worth, I think Dallas, Texas. And it has been great. Um, Sunday was my last day and I, it was awesome. And I want to kind of share some of the highlights from that so that you can take advantage of it. I think, okay, the number one thing that I would say, and it, and he did it also in his book, The Blessed Life was First things first, put God first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. So this is a secret. I just was talking to the Holy Spirit as I was driving to the studio to do this broadcast. I said, Holy Spirit, help me today to seek ye first the you, to seek ye first Jesus, to seek ye first Abba Father, you have to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that I need will be added unto me. Why? Because that is the secret. That is the secret to the blessed life, to be on the blessed life. So the very most important thing that both books taught was put God first. If you put God first, his miraculous power will come behind you and just just propel you towards your wonderful, abundant life, your destiny. I also like the fact that it talked about the correct mindset. You know, you have to have the correct mindset, and that is don't be poverty mindset, thinking money is evil. Don't be um, basically, provi- uh, not provision, but... Um, Prosperity or what do you, I guess you would call it, um, materialism mindset. Um, that's not good. Both of them are bad and both of them are from the spirit of mammon. One makes money. The, the source as far as fulfilling all our, our destiny, our dreams. If we have the money, we can send our family to the best, children to the best schools. If we have the money, we can live in the best neighborhood and the best house. If we have the money, we can do this. We can do that. We can have a great marriage. We can have none of that can be given by money. I love the example that Dr. Robert Morris gave of the man who had made it his life goal by the age of 40 to have accumulated a certain amount of wealth. And he reached his goal. And when he reached his goal, he was chronically depressed, wanted to commit suicide. It was a year of darkness. It was awful. And he said to himself, when you reach your pinnacle of your whatever your goal is, the only thing left is to jump off the cliff. But there's never, you never reach the pinnacle of God. There's always more to learn from God and to explore in God and to recognize his love. So money is never man and the spirit of mammon tries to take the place of God and it can never take the place of God. Now, on the other opposite end of the spectrum is um, money is evil. Money is not evil. It's the love of money that is evil. So if you have the mindset that money is evil, then you will not... Um, you will not appreciate money and how to be a good steward of it and use it for the kingdom. 
Right. I was thinking, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've got the provision mindset. I recognize that God is my source, but every now and then I catch myself being in the category of what prosperity, materialism mindset. And I'm going to give you an example of what, how that happened. You know, I'm, of course, I've got children. Of course, I want the best for my children and my son applied for. There's a, the FAA is looking for people, young people, because they're having a lot of people are retiring from the FAA. So my son is in that category. He's under 30 and, um, he applied for FAA and, um, and I said, yes. I said, oh yes. Cause I think the salary was ranging from like 106,000 to 135K, something like that. And I was looking at the salary and I was saying, yes, he'll have a decent salary and benefits. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Edith, I should be praying for God's perfect will for my son. I should be praying. That he will seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all other things shall be added unto him. I should not be looking at the 135k FAA salary as the solution to my son's problems. That's the spirit of mammon. That's the spirit of materialism and prosperity, which I thought I, you know, had corrected. So I had to have the Holy Spirit clean out my heart in that area. I had to repent and ask for forgiveness because there it was. So I love the fact that it teaches about provision mindset and that God is our source, our only source. And then the other, um, it really gave some really great examples of people who obeyed God, which brings me back to, I want to just weave this in the story, Pastor Steve Dow Yesterday, the young students of our church, they handled the service and it was phenomenal. It was awesome to see young people running our service, the next generation. These are going to be the future generals of the kingdom of God. And so our pastor, Pastor Steve Dow, he um, did a wonderful sermon and he told a story and I believe it was Rick Warren that was giving this example. And basically, at least it sounded like Rick Warren's voice because he played the video in our church service Sunday. And so what he ended up doing was, you know, they were about to, you know, they had bought tickets to get to go back home. And I guess it was somebody who really wanted to bless Pastor Warren and he had a, you know, plane and he could fly them home and they could just hold on to their tickets and save the money or use it for something else. And Rick Warren said, oh, no, no, no. And he kept pressing him and he had another person with him, kept pressing Pastor Warren. And Pastor Warren finally broke down and said, okay, okay, we'll do it. So they get in the plane and they fly and then off into, you know, they take off. Everything's good. And this pilot <laughs> told him, he said, Oh, by the way, I, um, I go unconscious whenever we go in clouds. When we get into a cloud bank, I, I, I lose consciousness. And guess what? They were about to enter into a bunch of clouds. Rick Warner, I think it was Rick Warner, it sounded like his voice. He was like, what? They enter the cloud and guess what? He 
went unconscious. And neither one of these guys knew how to fly a plane. So Rick Warner's, the other pastor that was with him, he said, call out and ask for Mayday. Rick Warner got in the pilot seat, moved the guy out the way and got in the pilot seat. And then the guy that was another, um, I guess it was a freighter plane, a freight plane, and he got their radio. He circled in the area because he knew he would lose radio, um, you know, um, they radio uh, communication with them if he kept flying. So he circled on to, he says, and I'm going to get you um, the people in the control tower. And what was powerful about this story was there was this one guy that was on the control tower and he started talking to what I, who I believe was Rick Warner. And he basically said, now, Rick, you need to listen to my voice and only my voice. If you listen to other voices, you're going to die. As simple as that. I said, so if you're not going to listen to my voice, we can just end this right now. You must listen to my voice and only my voice because you can't see me, but I can see you. And so the first thing he said, Rick said, yes. So what first thing that happened was he said, okay, listen to me, Rick. You are four minutes from hitting a mountain. Four minutes from hitting a mountain. You must listen to my voice and do exactly what I say, or you will hit this mountain and you will die. Rick listened and they avoided hitting the mountain. And then they went through a series. He says, Rick, you're getting ready to go through a storm. It's, it's going to be awful. It's going to be frightening, but I want you to focus on my voice. Don't Look and worry about the storm. Don't worry about the lightning. Don't worry. Just listen to my voice. And Rick obeyed. He obeyed and he listened to his voice. And then he got him through the cloud. He got him through the storm. And then he was bringing him in for a landing. And Rick, I believe that was Rick. He said seven times. Seven times, he had seven attempts to land. <laughs> but finally, on the seventh one, I believe it was, through the voice, listening only to the voice, he was able to land the plane. And just when he landed the plane, guess who woke up? The pilot. I'm kind of sure he lost his license after that. But anyway, he and the other guy, they lived because they listened to the voice. But the powerful thing that our pastor, Pastor Steve, was trying to tell us is that there are so many voices that are after our attention. But we need to focus on just one voice, the voice of the Lord God Christ Jesus, who is one with the Father and one with the Holy Spirit. So we're getting direction from Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. That's the voice that we need to listen to. And we need to obey his voice. Obey his voice. Right? So, I just, it just, that just really penetrated my spirit. And I look at my life and I look at the times when I heard the voice or God will send somebody strategically in my life to say 
the correct words so I would not veer off the cliff. So we have to read our word. We have to have daily communion with the Father, Christ Jesus, and the Holy Spirit so that we can recognize his voice. So we can seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so they checked into the hotel and they, you know, they, they, it was a harrowing experience. They learned a lot of lessons from that. And guess what? There was a knock on the door. And this is the other powerful thing that the pastor shared with us. He said that the air traffic controlman says, when you see the light, the light is going to be in the shape of a cross. I want you to, I want you to head to that cross. I want you to land near that cross. The light was in the shape of a cross. And he said that he's quoted from the scripture where Jesus says, my sheep hear my Voice. So Rick Warner, the other pastor, were, they were in the hotel room getting, you know, trying to recover from the harrowing experience, taking showers and getting some rest before they got on the commercial plane, which is what they should have done first. And they heard a knock on the door. And when Rick Warner, I believe that was Rick, opened that door, he heard the man's voice, and it was the voice from the guard traffic control man who got them safely in, safely landed. Air traffic control safely landed him, and he heard his voice, and he was a Christian. Whew. We need to listen to only one voice. The voice of Christ Jesus, the voice of the Father and the Holy Spirit, they are one. And as you know, if you're born again, your spirit is made one with Christ Jesus' spirit, and therefore you're also one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So what was awesome to me from that wonderful story was God's voice in reaching through Pastor Robert Morris on Beyond the the Blessed Life, which is about being good stewards. So So the other great thing I told you about, first things first, the mindset, having the correct mindset, the provision mindset, recognizing that God is your source and the voice listen to the voice the other great thing that i thought was um a, a nugget a jewel a golden nugget was they talked about how we write the vision down write down your mission your um your goal and then after you write that down get write down some basically um um a how will you go about it? Break it down into parts, right? And actionable, actionable steps that you will have to take, an, an action plan, in other words, that, that's going to achieve your objectives. And then, then the next thing that came after that was get someone that you trust to keep you accountable. And those people who do those three things are very successful in Having the abundant life, living beyond the blessed life. 
right? And you will see miracles because God wants you to be a success. So the other um, awesome um, thing was that I took away was Mr. Budget. When I first got married, I handled our finances and I used a software um, package called Quicken for our household. And I was very good at it, but then I started working on my doctorate. And so I turned that responsibility over to my former husband. And I think I should have kept it because I had a lot of issues when we got divorced. The debt to equity ratio, basically I was, I had a lot of the debt and he had a lot of the equity. <laughs> but anyway, um, the interesting thing about that was, is that I, I was like, wow, this is awesome. If we, Make sure that we follow Mr. Budget. It takes all the emotionalism out of our lives. It takes all the impulse buying out of our lives. And if you're married, it takes all the conflict. Um, cause a lot of marriages, um, crash and burn over finances, communication, and sex. And they all impact each other. You cut the money off from the wife, she's going to cut the sex off for you. It just works out that way. So. So it, Mr. Budget, I, I, I like the story about Mr. Budget and how it worked both ways, you know. You know, if Debbie wanted something, he would say, you know, oh, baby, I want you to have this. But Mr. Budget says it's not in our budget. And then he would want some golf clubs, shiny new golf clubs. And she said, oh, I want you to have these shiny new golf clubs. But Mr. Budget says they're not in the budget. But, that, but what happens is over time, once you follow Mr. Budget, there'll be times when Mr. Budget says, yes, you can have this or yes, you can do that. Right. And it enables you to do great things in the kingdom of God. The other awesome thing that um, that well, it was three things that good stewards do and you have to do good stewards. Basically, um, there are. They save, they save diligently, they spend wisely, and um, there was a third one. They save diligently, they spend wisely, and they give, give generously, right? But you can't give generously if you don't save wisely and you don't spend you don't save diligently and you don't spend wisely. So I thought that that was pretty powerful as well. You know, it, there was so many great things in there and so many, but the most powerful thing of all is that you have to be a doer of this now, right? So we, you have to basically, um, start writing it down, which is what I'm about to do, and make sure that when you write this down that you set up the mission, the assignment, and break it down in incremental steps, make it an actionable plan, and then on top of that, get someone to, to hold you accountable for that. And if you do those things, God will enable you to be a blessing to others.
And there's an adage in the Bible saying it's more blessed to give than to receive. And um, Pastor Robert Morris, he gave this awesome testimony. Um, it was, of course, they, you know, they had gone through the tough times where they sold their expensive car and got a, a hoopty. <laughs> but um, and they, you know, they did what what it took. They, you know, they cut back on going out to eat and they did all these things. And But they never but they tied. God, first thing was first. So time was going by and he was used to operating in cash and they were going on a, a family vacation. Um, him and Debbie were, you know, riding on the motorcycle up to a cabin up, I guess, in the um, northwest somewhere. And the children, his old married children were, and the grandchildren were going to join them later. And as they were driving, they were all in leather, you know, in the Harley Davidson type. They're all dressed in leather and Pastor Robert Morris hadn't shaved, so he did not look like a pastor. And what happened was they pulled in and they saw, as they went into the restaurant, the diner, they saw this man and his family was kind of obvious they were on vacation too. And um, and so as they were as they were um, piling out the car and getting there, it was obvious that they were, you know, they were sharing entrees, counting the counting every penny, and you know, as they bought their dinner, and and then you know, he watched them. You know, obviously they were good stewards. It looked like other funny, and then when the meal came, they bowed their head, and and he asked God. God, why do I have all this money? Because they had at the point now where they did use credit cards. But what happened was they paid the credit cards off at the end of the month, not incurring any fees or interest. So they had the money. So he had all this money, thousands of dollars in his um, pocket. And God says, this is why I had you bring this money. And so he asked his wife, Debbie, and he said, Debbie, I want to you know, do something for this family. And David said, oh, you're going to pay for their meal? He said, no, I want to pay for their vacation. So she said, you know, Debbie and him are one. She said, oh, that'll be wonderful. And so he walks over and takes stacks of hundreds and thousand dollar bills and he places it in front of the father. So, of course, the father is weary because, you know, there's so many scams out there and it's just you just have to be careful. And he did not look like a pastor. He was in his leather chaps and no, you know, hadn't shaved. And so he's told him, he said, I'm a pastor. And he said, the Holy Spirit has prompted me to pay for your vacation. And he said, please let us do this for you. And so after some convincing, because, you know, the father was like, wow. And he's told, he turned and looked at all his kids and he says, young, young, young men and young ladies, he said, I want you to remember this day for the rest of your life. How the Father in heaven, Christ Jesus, and the Holy Spirit looked down on you guys and saw that you were good stewards, that you were well behaved, and that you, um, your father and your mom and you guys, um, basically 
handled your finances properly and got it paid for your vacation, not um, me. This is from the father. And he gave it to them and he left. And he said nothing. The feeling from giving, the the pleasure, the the all the things that it, it was it that's the closest when you do things like that, that's the closest that you are to God. Is when you are a giver, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And guess what? He increased. God increased when the seed of Christ Jesus was was buried. When Jesus rose again, it was the biggest mistake Satan ever made because now Jesus was able to send the Holy Spirit to the earth. And he started off with 120 at Pentecost, but then he went to 3,000. And now there are billions and billions and billions of people who have accepted Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And when they did that and they made him Lord, that's the key right there, not just Savior, but Lord. Then they got the baptism of the Holy Spirit and their new spirit, the old spirit, the dead, dark spirit, the, the spirit that made them children of Satan was stripped out of their bodies, stripped out of their soul. And guess what? They were given a new spirit and they were a new creation in Christ Jesus, and it was merged with Christ Jesus' spirit is now in me and in you, those who have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So Christ Jesus' spirit was put in us. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit, so no evil, no no sin can penetrate it. And Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. So we and I am now one with Jesus' Father and the Holy Holy Spirit. And so now that I'm aware, my, my, I'm heightened, my awareness is heightened that Christ Jesus is in me. Now when I walk into places, when I go places, I'm listening. I'm listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm listening for the voice from my spirit, which is getting information from the Holy Spirit, Christ Jesus' spirit, the Father's spirit. And I'll say, is there someone you want me to touch here today? I walk into the grocery store or I do all these other things. Is there someone you want me? I am, I am a living sacrifice. He died for me. Christ Jesus loved me so much. He loved the Father so much that he died for me. So I'm going to live for him today. I'm going to be a living sacrifice for Christ Jesus today. Ah, God the Father loved me so much. He, he gave his only begotten son. To die for me. I'm going to be, I want to live for the Father today. I'm going to be a living sacrifice for Daddy God, you Vahe. And the Lord God, Holy Spirit gave his only begotten son to die for me. Therefore, I want to live today for the Lord God, Holy Spirit. I want to be a living sacrifice for the Lord God, Holy Spirit today. So now that I've got that revelation, that rhema knowledge that Christ Jesus is in me, sickness and disease, lack and poverty, all that has to leave this soul of mine, has to leave my body in the name of Jesus. 
And now I, as Christ is in heaven, so am I on this earth. Wow. This has been an awesome, awesome um, day for me. I just just want to say thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy and your tender kindness on me this day. Thank you for the healing. Um, one of my um, um, Cal and Ann have been praying for me along with Pastor Steve and Yvonne because I have been going through some physical things and I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough is here in the name of Jesus. And I have been invited up to um, by the NSF program uh, and to um, do some um, teaching and training and I just pray in the name of Jesus everybody lift me up that I will be in physical condition to be able to do the travel I just want to say thank you thank each and every one of you those who have been listening to my broadcast over the years as I know it's been well over five years now and I know that God is moving me towards television so if you're interested in um, supporting me in the television ministry of Enter the Glory Zone, please feel free to reach out and contact me, 816-678-6838. That's 816-678-6838. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone, but I want to say Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94, Dr. Edith Davis. Presence, Lord.